Hello and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana, and as always, I'm Jeremy Ray, your psychic, Hector Ray Lurup. I am Groot. Oh, Jesus. And, of course, this is a Marvel spoiler cast, so we know we are brought to you by, uh, brought to you with our MCU liaison, Johnson Stone. I know, I could, I was messing that one up. And I am brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics in Sayville, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Scroll of all ages. My name is John from the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites assemble to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. So The, the reason why I love wax intellectual is because it sounds like you're jerking off. Yeah. That's I, why I love it. You're waxing your intellect. You know what I mean? That's... Um, <laughs> been something i've said like my whole life for some oh, okay. reason I'm yeah glad like, i'm glad we have the same stupid kid brain yeah <laughs> it's like uh you know like i'm not bullshitting with my friends i'm waxing intellectual with my friends you exactly. know what i mean i'm solving the world's <laughs> problems yeah it sounds classy <laughs> yeah. that's all that is yeah but guys we are brought to you by andrew's amazing uh andrew's amazing comics on save in new york guys it's fifth week in november Welcome back from the holidays. So we hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and you survived the mayhem of your families. Read some good books, stuffed your bellies, and are ready for more comic book fun. Um, it's the holiday season, so we have a bunch of cool stuff planned. Uh, specifically, starting with this. Uh, in fact, of the the kickoff to our holiday season is the Guardians of the Galaxy special. Um, but first, we have some news. It's really short news, so let's jump right into it. Um, there's a brand new Hellcat series spinning out of. The last Iron Man series oh, written man. by Christopher, uh, written by Christopher yeah. Cantwell. I was just complaining about the font. Yeah, the, the <laughs> letterhead for this is atrocious, my friends. Yeah, man, it is like I looked it up too. So I was thinking, like, I was like, Patsy Walker Hellcat. I'm like, that one was fine. And when they did Hellcat for like the Iron Man annual, I was like, that one was also fine. So John must just be like a really tough critic on these letterheads. I and then I Google it and I'm like, ooh. It, it looks like oh um like a bad rockabilly band that like one of your parents friends would be in or something like that you know what i mean yeah. playing at like a dive bar that like no one goes to um that's fair yeah like it's, it's nine just o'clock on a saturday yeah yeah <laughs> I, but i like patsy walker like she's oh, a cool yeah. character i have all the hell the hellcat ones the uh akas she james patsy walker who yeah. turned into the hellcat correct me if i'm wrong originally an archie comic character no she no millie the model which was a marvel character okay okay so millie the marvel was from the when they were just doing romance comics back before they were marvel uh patsy was the rival in that book okay she's like the cheryl blossom of that of that series okay so she didn't originate from archie interesting no but she but if you go back to the, the young romance books she's one of the characters and she looks it looks and draw it's drawn and and, and made to look like archie comics yeah because she's pre marvel like timely yes. like okay, 40s like old mm -hmm. yeah She's technically like the first Marvel character. People are like Namor and Submariner, but it's it's Patsy apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. And uh kind of kind of cool uh, I just found out though. Um her original artist from back in the day was a lady by the name of Ruth Ford, which is kind of cool oh, to see nice. like a woman yeah. in the field in like the 1940s. Yeah, man, they Marvel pioneered a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fun, neat. Fun fact about Patsy Walker, the actress who plays her in the Jessica Jones show is also in the Man Thing movie. <laughs> oh, Trish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Trish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Rachel Taylor. Yeah, she was fine in the man thing, and after season one of Jessica Jones, they wrote her character so poorly. I I liked her in Jessica Jones. She was season uh, one Jessica Jones. Trish Walker was the character, and then in season two they're like she's uh, she's addicted to drugs, and I was like lame. And mm-hmm. then in season three, she's like a full-on bad guy, and I'm like, Bleh. I don't know. I, just I think she was a compelling character that they ruined, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I liked the nuke stuff. In oh, yeah. Just well, that's time. why she got addicted because she nuke was huffing. Yeah, nuke was huffing. Yeah. That's that yeah. shit. Yeah. And then she got addicted to it because nuke was like, "This is the shit," and she's like, "I want to feel powerful." Yeah, I'm, I want to paint an American flag on my face and become a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> True America. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think oh, I think Nuke gets a bad rap in the MCU show. No, that guy's he cool. Does. Yeah, because he he did great, and they shaft him hard. And I'm like, come on. Well, the actor looks like Chris Evans with Down syndrome, which is like kind of perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. How do you describe Ryan, uh, Wyatt Russell then? Wyatt Russell? He looks like Kurt Russell with Down syndrome. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, John. Yeah. yeah. Cancel like, what if Kurt Russell had canceled. an extra chromosome? Oh, his son. Yeah. <laughs> what if Kurt Russell had a son? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, oh they're both God. in the MCU. It's crazy. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, man. Definitely. I like him. He's cool. Oh, my God. Do you guys like uh, this oh, Cantwell second, guy? I've never heard of him. Oh, dude, I've never heard of Cantwell either. <laughs> Neither has uh, Hope. Cantwell. Um... <laughs> Oh, he's gone. Thank God. Oh, there he is. Um, we thought we lost you, James. Yeah, we thought we lost. No, no, no. It's not lost. It's my uh, my mic's being stupid. Regale us with our, our Christopher Cantwell. Um, okay, so a while back, uh, me and Hunter were reviewing a comic book for the show, and we're like, and I think it was Doctor Doom number Doctor one. Doctor Doom number one. <laughs> and we're like. This dude's never actually like, how could they possibly give this new guy a book? He's never written anything that's stupid. See, this is wrong with the industry. <laughs> a whole, we, we went like, on a tirade. We like, stupid. It's because we didn't stupid. recognize his life. It's because before Dr. Doom, he did like two indie books and then obviously movies and TV shows. But we didn't know that at the time. I just saw his name and I was like, I've seen that somewhere, but I don't know anything. Because we're also coming off that high of like J.J. Abrams and his son. Mm. Where they just get to write Spider-Man, and, and me and you were just like, JJ, sure, but his kid? No. Like, what yeah, the never. fuck is this? Like, the kid's an untested writer. Just because he's JJ's kid, he gets to write Spider-Man? Crazy. Story's good, though, but, you Not know, the good. argument's still there. <laughs> we're like, nepotism. It's all nepotism. Yeah. It's all BS. Yeah, it's all nepotism. You don't have anyone and then to we were nepotize wrong. us. I know, right? <laughs> and then we were wrong. I, I was telling Hunter before when... um. The new 52 was around back in whatever that was, like 2011. Yeah, 2011, 2011, 2012. 2012. Um, I remember I was going to Fourth World in Smithtown at the time, and someone in there was like, this China Melville guy, I don't even know who he is, and they gave him Dial H for Heroes. Like, this book isn't going to sell as it is. Why would they give it to this nobody? And I'm like, this guy sold more books, like, but they're (laughs) actual books without pictures than, like, almost anyone other than like Stephen King in the past 20 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was saying like some people just don't like if, if you're in the sphere of comics only, you know, the comic names. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you a million comic book writers, but I can tell you like four movie writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm in the realm of comics. I so I got to know my stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Know. 
and uh alex Linz, who's doing the art is pretty good like he did some art for new mutants he did that really cool cover for number 20 with uh what's the name of that character with the little fez hat um he was oh my god yeah he's got a little red fez hat um oh shadow king shadow king yeah he did that cool shadow king cover you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and he's done some uh like immortal hulk covers and shit like that the one with the thing and and hulk sitting in the diner and shit so hopefully he works on his uh letterhead game and we're all good on this patsy walker series we'll see I know, right? And plus, on the plus side, we also will see Sleepwalker as a supporting cast member in that. Oh, book. I love Sleepwalker! I, I knew saying that that was Trigger Hunter. <laughs> well, I love those nonsense characters that came out around the same time as like Darkhawk, and nobody loves them, but like they had like sixty like books, like Quasar. He has like a sixty issue run, but nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like the joke, and all the all the uh, all the collecting and buying communities and stuff that i'm a part of like the big ongoing joke for the past like 20 years has always been like that dark hawk number one it's gonna be worth a lot because it feels like there's like a new one every other month like if if you go back and look at like all the omnis that get collected like it's like obviously like big things like man thing which was huge at the time and stuff like spider-man but Mm -hmm. then like yeah 50 issues they have 54 issues and two annuals of sleepwalker and it's never been collected interesting a lot of people, I was looking it up, a lot of people just get all the issues, tear the covers off, and do that, like, self-binding thing. Like, they send it to a company that binds it. They don't tear the covers off. They do something with them. But you know what I mean? Like, it, they, they get, like, their own books bound. I was like, that sounds like a great idea. I was like, time to buy all the Sleepwalker books. And then send it off <laughs> oh to some God. company and pay them to bind it for me. Mm-hmm. Or I could just keep my books and have the books. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass. I want Deathlock, dude. I want more Deathlock like in my life. I have like two Deathlock. Have and he's like in Savage Avengers. Deathlock's and he's got something. mad collections, man. Compared mm-hmm. to those guys, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Deathlock like Rise of the Machines or something on my shelf, and then I got I read like that Edmondson run. I loved that book, but people did not give a shit. Mm-hmm. It was like Deathlock is like a spy. Yeah, that and uh, some late 70s, early 80s, uh, Rom the Space Knight. I want some of that, too. Rom like is, I... like, caught in, like, legal limbo. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's all my hats, bro. Yeah. yeah. He was made out of, like, legal limbo nonsense, IP nonsense to begin mm-hmm. with, you know? So. And, he, and the other Space Knights are used in Marvel books all the time, but Rom can't be. Rom cannot be. Yeah, he's IDW uses him a lot. They did, like, the last three books. The Lone Space Knight. Alone. Yeah, there, there you go. There's your, there's your ROM story, John. Yeah, there's my ROM story. If you ever want to read a ROM book, there you go. <laughs> Old man ROM, like uh, <laughs> I do for the comics, like <laughs> The Watchmen, but with like ROM. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's time they take the Space Knight seriously. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> have them beat up <laughs> a bunch of GoBots. Dude, you have it like Sin City, but it's ROM. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> And for the fact that you brought up Sin City, uh, brought up uh, the GoBots, like I can't, I want to bring Go-Bots that up. Canon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, GoBots Canon, man. The canon mm-hmm. of the MCU, man. They killed Drax's cousin. <laughs> we'll get to that though. Oh my god, we still got a little bit of news left. We have one piece of news left. Two. We didn't talk about Doom. Oh my god, we oh, yeah, we do have two. Okay, so Super Mario, uh, so we'll jump to Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers have the full trailer release. Yeah, man, the newest was, I like trailer. It. They got Mario Kart. They got Peach wearing like a hot motorcycle jumpsuit. They got Rainbow Road. 
they're Raymond Road, song, but he doesn't talk, which pisses me off. Well, we don't know. No, no, he, he probably because... talks in the film, but like the trailer, you know, I'm talking about just the trailer. He doesn't talk in the trailer, and I've been yeah. waiting to hear Seth Rogen. It's fine. I, I guess that's gonna be like the reveal for us. Yeah, I do like how Charlie Day is just Charlie Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like, like <sighs> that's like one of my problems with this movie is the voice acting. I a think lot of people are speculating really that um, the Super I, I Mario the Brothers way. are gonna have like a commercial for their plumbing, and it's gonna be Charles Martinet doing the voice. Mm. And I was like, or he could have just done the voice in general, but whatever. Chris Pratt's fine. At least Chris Pratt's putting on some twang, like a Brooklyn twang. Yeah. Is Charlie he, Day. though? He doesn't seem like he is. Like, I, I, It's a me. He's like, let's go save this kingdom. I'm just like, Mushroom yeah. kingdom, here we come. Yeah, you literally could have gotten, like, any Italian. Would have been fine. I know, and even just doing, hello, it's a me, Mario, Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Luigi time. Like, that's not hard to do, man. Yeah. They should have gotten uh, Jared Leto from House of Gucci. That character. Oh, Jared oh, Leto from Hit Morbius? Yeah, but in House of Gucci, he was basically just doing a oh, Super yeah. Mario impression the whole time. I forgot that was him. Him and Lady Gaga. <laughs> We're just walking around talking like fucking Super Mario the whole time. <laughs> that movie is that, was so... Is that your review, John? Yeah, that movie was real weird. And I, I had drivers in it, though, and he slaps. He does. My wife loves that movie. I wanted to love it so much because like i just i love ridley scott and i love adam love driver Kilmer. yeah um and jeremy irons is really good but that movie needed like a dash of cocaine energy to it and it like mm-hmm. didn't have it it kind of just felt like a wikipedia article Speaking but cocaine dude cocaine bear bear oh yeah cocaine bear that, came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. that poster has a tagline in it that like Oh my god, hold on one second. What's the name of it? Is it called Cocaine Bear? Yes, Cocaine Bear. Bear. Ray Liotta's final film, right? (laughs) I think so. It's got Alden Aaron right in, and then it's got um, uh, one of the uh, banks in it. Interesting. I was with Banks. Yeah. And uh, what I call her. I I was laughing because um, I forgot what writer. Oh, I'll tell you right now. It's on my Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now. Who posted it? Oh my god! I forgot who posted it. It was like, oh, there was like, oh, Gail Simone doesn't look too good, and it's the it was the poster for fucking Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I was like, yo, fire! I hope like, I hope she's in on this joke because she will cancel the shit out of you. Yeah, the only time I've ever like gotten into an argument on the internet was when I had a YouTube channel and I gave like Secret Six a bad review, and like people freaked out on me. <laughs> was like, yeah, oh, the Gail Simone book. The Gail Simone book. That's yeah. pretty good though. I did not. I did not like it. Really? I, I, just, I love that book. I just like Catman. I do not oh, like Catman. I think Catman yeah. is just like a fun, stupid. Like, why is this a character? Because he's just Batman, mm-hmm. but a cat. There's more to the story than really, just being Catman. Really. Yes, there is. He's just Catman. So the um Eyes. the uh, tagline for Cocaine Bear is "Get in line." By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. It's really good. Um. No, when we when we saw House of Gucci, though, I didn't love that movie, but the theatrical experience opening night on Long Island was oh incredible because it, it was. Imagine it in New York City, though, like it. Long Island was the perfect one because it was all forty to six year old housewives out for the night. 
but oh, no. Real Housewives of fucking Long Island. <laughs> it was amazing. Like I Real Housewives of Sayville. It was me and my oh, buddy. God, yeah, know, right? it, me and my buddy Nick, and we had to be like, oh, excuse me, these are our seats, and they moved like their fifty fake Gucci bags off the seat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> at one point, there's like a really hardcore sex scene between Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, and the one lady turned to me and she's like. I wish I took a Xanax before this. And I was like, dude, this lady <laughs> rules. She, that lady wants to bang you. This lady is the best. <laughs> and then there's, there's like a part where they find out like they're making the bootleg uh, Gucci shit. Mm-hmm. And um, Adam Driver's got a line where he's like, so what if every middle-aged housewife on Long Island wants to pretend like they can afford our stuff? Like, more power to them. And you hear the whole audience just erupt with applause. You know? <laughs> like, yes. Oh, man. That's so funny. That's a movie I wish I saw in theaters now. It was a good time seeing it in theaters. Yeah. Not a great movie. Really weird performance from Jared Leto as Super Mario. Um <laughs> and and Lady Gaga is Super Mario and Adam Driver oh, yeah. is Super Mario, but it's a me, a Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> oh man, that's nuts. Yeah. So you guys are excited for this uh the Mario first, Brothers the movie? First Mario oh yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And as much as you can complain about some of the voice acting, like Shigeru Miyamoto, like chose all the care all the actors. He was like these guys. Yeah. He likes like, Chris Pratt. He's like big Hollywood actor, Chris Pratt. Yeah, he probably likes money too. So he's like, yeah, put Chris Pratt. In. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, he's like people, also, people see Chris Pratt movies. I'm just surprised it wasn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Mario. I know, right, dude? We're, we're we're like one. We're like two films away from a Super Smash Bros. movie. I know, mm. dude. We got Sonic. We just need Legend of Zelda, and we just throw them all together. Yeah, and then spinning out of Super Smash Bros., you do Metroid. <laughs> I know, right? They should do a um, Samus. Here's her movie. <laughs> they should do like a gritty live action version of Donkey Kong, starring Russell Crowe as Donkey Kong. <laughs> just like, as, but like just as Russell Crowe. Just Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. With that, a tie on. The human being with a little tie <laughs> and a bunch of fur taped to him. What's he doing? Hmm. I don't know what Russell Crowe's doing. Building stuff and stealing women. Mm-hmm. He's throwing oh, barrels at plumbers and, and shit. He's throwing barrels at Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch 90 minutes of uh, Russell Crowe just throwing a barrel at Jared Leto over and over again. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, the movie looks really good, though. It just sucks that it's it coming out in April instead of, you know, March 10th, which is Mario Day. Mm, to be I fair, know. I don't know what March 10th, like what day that rolls around or what else it's competing with, but come on. March yeah, the... 10th is literally a Friday. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, the release schedules are so wonky, man. Like Hollywood really screwed themselves because they were like scared to put things out this oh, summer. Yeah. Well, also, nobody puts things out in January anymore except for Scream. Yeah. So January is like where movies go to die. It always has sure. been. January and February always Scream has been. Was the only one that made like money because people were like, oh, it's Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Underwater came out in January. And I love that movie. <laughs> and like nobody saw it. And I was like, it's so good, though. Yeah. January, February, and August have like historically always been like dumping grounds. But well, August is like the first month of summer. Last month of summer. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Same thing, but the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same thing, but I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing Yoshi in this fucker? Nobody. Nobody. Yoshi is not. I don't think Yoshi is cast. John Leguizamo. I hope. All right. 
<laughs> John Leguizamo was pissed that nobody asked him to be in the uh, movie. Yeah. I did you guys see the original Super Mario Brother movie? <laughs> yes. All right, so yeah. bad. I was so into it when I was a kid though. I was so into it. And I remember being like so confused when I saw it in theaters. Like yeah, I nobody's am... got nobody's got uh, Yoshi. Okay. Yoshi okay. There are Yoshis in the trailer for this new trailer for the new trailer, but they don't go literally. So mm-hmm. they should get I'm... oh Dennis Hopper's dead. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Rest in power, Dennis Dennis Hopper. One of our one of our finest. One of our yeah, finest. Man, we got Cranky Kong and Foreman Spike. You guys remember Foreman Spike? Mm-hmm. He's from the Wrecking oh, Crew God. video games. He's being played by Sebastian comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh God. <laughs> He's so He's Italian. He's being in the Irishman. Oh my god. <laughs> Cranky Kong is the uh the weird Old one grandpa. Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong, man. Yeah, from the from the original video game. Yeah. Oh, he was the guy who threw the barrels yeah, at Jared Leto. It's canonically at, Cranky Kong because yeah. Donkey Kong Junior is the the one we know, the man with oh, the legend. Yeah. Seth oh, that's Hager. not that's not the origin story. No, the origin no. story is him saving him from Mario. That's why he doesn't like Mario. He's like, you stole my grandpa. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Or you that stole my sense. dad or whatever. I forget what their relationship mm. is grandfather there you go grandfather yeah so because the original donkey kong jr is our donkey kong growing up yeah donkey kong jr is the one where you climb vines yeah, right there's no side don- scrolling there's no dad donkey kong though it goes from cranky kong to donkey kong jr who's donkey kong now there's no donkey kong in the middle interesting yeah interesting donkey kong country blew my fucking mind donkey kong country is kid. amazing yeah the uh, the graphics blew my mind oh, when yeah, i was dude. a kid and that's rare dude rare yeah stuff. yeah yeah. All right, James. Legendary Studios. What do you got? Okay, sorry. I'm playing them off snap at the same time. Uh, Legend Series goes exclusive with Sony, minusing Dune and uh, Godzilla, which will stay at Warner Brothers. Yep. Yeah, well, it's because Dune has got that six-picture deal and MonsterVerse is working on so much stuff. And I think, John, you were saying it's like just distribution, right? I mean, it's got to be like Warner Brothers has to own the rights to Dune and yeah. um i mean they're putting godzilla in that multiverses game so when can i get um chani and paul mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and duncan idaho oh my god apparently, Dun- he's, apparently he's coming back man i was about to say frank herbert loves i was gonna say or one of the many clones of duncan idaho yeah, because like I, got, I got spoilers for dune because i haven't read the books because i'm not a nerd mm. So, <laughs> so I've only ever seen the 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 new movie because I heard the first movie is like great for like an hour and then it becomes garbage. Yeah, it's very forgettable. Well, it's also because it tries to do like three books. It's in, it, it does one book in like an hour and a half. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. As opposed and, to the the new movie that did a quarter of the book in three hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So Duncan yeah. Idaho, he's going to get resurrected. Now you said he's going to get cloned. He doesn't get resurrected. Time. He gets cloned a whole bunch of times though. Like we're going to have a Jason Momoa multiple fight scene with like other guys, like just a bunch of Jason Momoa's. Nah, he gets like cloned by the emperor to like lure Paul to his side. Um, Eventually, Paul's kid becomes a worm god. Um, uh, well, we, we got Jason Momoa. I just watched Slumberland. He was good. Okay, okay. But the movie was fine. Like, 
I fell asleep really, watching it. Had a really it. cool concept. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. They had a really cool concept, and Kyle Chandler was in it. And then the only good thing is Jason Momoa. Did he have a chain wallet? <laughs> he had. He had some chains on. It. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't he, a chain wallet. As one does. As one does. Yeah, as one does. Yeah. yeah. My man. People. Oh like God. Chains. My man. People like chains. My man. Kids like chains. Kids like chains. Kids chains. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. James, what's going on with crossover? We don't know. It's over? No, Donny Cates is going through some awful shit right now, so he's on he's not doing anything. Oh, I hope he's okay. I haven't heard about this awful shit. Yeah, so um as a thing, um you're like it's been coming up in the news lately. He makes the announcement about him leaving Hulk and mm-hmm. Otley and then Otley writing and drawing um issues thirteen and fourteen we and then Otley saying, I'm like thank 14. God Donny Cates is off Hulk because people didn't like that story. And when then we were saying Donny Cates is still well, great. I love Donny Cates. Well it's not it's not about it wasn't ever about people the book not selling or people not liking him. It's all of a sudden he was like, Yeah, he's like crossovers on hiatus, um, him randomly leaving Hulk in the middle of the run oh, he before his story's actually over. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. And then he's like, Don't worry, I'm not leaving Marvel. Um I have a you know, we have big stuff planned in the future. Yeah, I'm gonna write so, the Avengers soon. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely writing the Avengers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's something weird. You don't think he's gonna pull a fraction and just become Marvel's number one guy and then just be like peace like out of nowhere no. one day? No, 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 no. No, uh, no. Olsen, bye. <laughs> yeah. No, no. The the thing with, with fraction leaving is because he was more upset with how he was being treated than anything. Because mm-hmm. he he said it in like plenty of interviews that he wasn't like he didn't feel like he was respected at Marvel. Um, fraction, but also like the thing with Kate's it seems more like a, a, a something personal because like it's weird. It's it's like we were talking about it's work for the last couple of weeks and. It's whether because he he makes no secret that he was he's an ex user, mm-hmm. a heavy ex drug user. Buzzkill mm-hmm. is also based uh, roughly based off like experiences he had. Yeah, yeah, but that's what Buzzkill is. Yeah. Um, and he brings up in crossover mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Like, and then from what people were saying about Comic Con, like he was like like shaking when he was like signing people's stuff and he was late all the time and Uh-oh. like sweating and like yeah he might be going through i don't want to say anything i'm not sure yeah on the 21st he came to twitter and said hey guys i'm okay yeah, just I'm needed to breathe and deal with a bunch of dot 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 life anyway no fear i've been working and then he tagged a bunch of guys in marvel in the background on something all caps insane that you will dot 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 well you'll know it when you see it Excelsior hashtag Excelsior. Yeah. So, all right. He's writing Namor. Oh, imagine. <laughs> nah, it's oh, definitely going to be Avengers, or it's going to be something like he's finally getting Spider-Man, which is what we thought he was going to do. Or Old Man Darkhawk. Dude, if he gets the right Darkhawk, I'll mm-hmm. shit. He'll make yeah. Darkhawk crazy. The grounded, gritty Darkhawk. Uh... I want Donny Cates to write an X-Men book. <sighs> I, don't I think know. he'd do so good. He's he's a big lore guy. Yeah, I think he has too much dumb fun in him to do an X-Men book. X-Men you know? is dumb fun. Have you read Exterminators? Yeah. Oh, I God. Know. There's literally a boob punch, and yeah. it's it's used in... Uh, the onomatopoeia is poomph. Yeah. I'd like to like, see poof. him... Uh, I'd like to see him do, like, a dumb Omega Red six-issue thing. <laughs> yeah. Omega Red, specifically? Yeah, there's the most chains and long hair I could think of off the top of my head, you know? I'll just make a new X-Men called Chains. Called Chain, yeah. yeah. Called Chain, yeah. X-Men Chain. If there's not one, we got it. We got it. Yeah, 
we, oh we got one. You're going to find oh, every single 90s character imaginable. Oh, very nice. Called Chain. He's Char alias 1A. I don't know what this means. But I he's, don't know. He's, a, he's, he's, a, he's an X-Man, so we got him. We'll, we'll call ours Unchained. Because <laughs> he's, he's totally Unchained. Legion story, Unchained. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Y'all do the art, me and James will do the writing. We got exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sent. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Do you, um, do you guys like holiday specials? I at... love stupid holiday specials. Yeah. They're my jam. I watched that Mickey Mouse one that Disney Plus put out, too, because it was, like, stop motion. I was like, hell yeah. Cool. Oh, there you go. Nice. Anytime yeah. they do, like, fun, like, like fun stuff. Like, um, Netflix did an uh, Alien Christmas. The mm -hmm. reason why I watched this because it was claymation. I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, and I yeah, like, like it when they get like, um, like the old fashioned like Santa Claus is missing. Like, yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town, and yeah, uh, I love those. Oh, yeah. oh, I love those. Yeah, and Snow Miser, Rankin, oh Rankin Bass are the best. Rankin Bass, uh, that's Rankin -Bass the company. Bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I, have, a, I have a theory to tell you. <laughs> so, you know, in Rudolph, you oh, you both watched Rudolph, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. the dentist guy. He wants to be a dentist. Yes. Yeah. So, my theory is this: Why is the doll, like the the girl doll, a misfit? I am seen never that forever. I know what you're talking about, though. What was it? I, I I don't remember that special, but I know what you're talking about. The girl. Yes. Yeah. The, the island of misfits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a doll on there. So oh, they do the little. No, 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 no. Okay. Like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Right so, uh, I've always, like, it was weird. Like, she's on the island. Everyone else, like, there are things that, like, all right, cool. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. My theory is that when you squeeze her, she's just a pants. Oh, possibly. <laughs> she's got irritable bowel syndrome. That's why, that's why nobody wants to own her, because she will shit her pants if you squeeze her too tight. Mm -hmm. As most babies do. As most babies <laughs> exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> Did you guys ever think, um, that that elf was just Jewish, possibly. Uh, oh, Hermes? Dentist, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, his name was Herman. <laughs> never. Never the, the guy's name was Herman. He was probably from Great Neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just want to be a dentist, Rudolph. Yeah, <laughs> like it seems like a practical profession. Uh, my father said I'd be an accountant or a dentist. Um, well, according to Kanye West, he runs a bank, so exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, he's definitely that's definitely what he's meant to be. Like, that's a whole different version. Are we rewriting Rudolph? Is this our version? Yeah, of Rudolph? <laughs> mm -hmm. it's about the Jewish elf, it's Hermie the family lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Hermie Esquire, yeah. All Souls was his voice. Oh God, um, I can't Can I think of the last time I gave a shit about one of these holiday specials. I know they put them out every year, like Hunter. You were saying, like, oh, dude, Hermie's voice by Spider Man from the nineteen sixty seven show. Oh my God, what? It's... All Souls is the voice actor for. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Everything was either Frank Welker or Paul Souls, dude. Like you know, like everything. There's like four day. people that did like, did those voices. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, yeah. There was like yeah, Mel like, Blanc, yeah, like six of them. Like, hey, Paul Welker or or that guy. <laughs> um, but like I I I know that these Christmas specials exist still. Like you know, they'll oh, yeah. be like uh you know this Thursday there's the Frozen holiday special on. 
ABC Family. Yeah. I'm watching it. Are you? I, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I just took a guess, but it <laughs> sounds like that would be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. But none of them really pay the homage to the ones that I remember, which are like the the Rankin Bass, the the Schultz Peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown. Oh one. my god, I love Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. And this one, this uh, holiday special in particular, the um, Rankin Bass ones, um, those like hand drawn ones that use rotoscoping. Oh like, yeah, yeah. James Gunn did that for Yandy. James Gunn did that in this one. Like mm-hmm. the, the the thing starts off with uh you know what's the name of uh, James Gunn's brother's character? Sean Gunn, Craglin. Yeah, Craglin, like yeah. basically telling a story like this is how Yandu ruined Christmas mm-hmm. and it looked like the animation looked like it was like 6 fact, frames per second. Sa- it's not the same kid as um the other two movies. It's this kid Luke Klein. Oh wow. I guarantee it's because the other kid turned into an adult in the past, <laughs> like seven years. Like oh, now, yeah. now he's like thirty. Well, Rotoscoped him to look like the same guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like weird. Yeah. Oh, that's a little like mean. Part of me was it like, happened, "Oh though. my god, is this entire thing going to be in this?" Oh trial? no, I was going to lose my mind, but I knew it wasn't because I did see an article before I watched this uh, yesterday. I actually watched the episode, uh, yesterday. I texted both of you, mm-hmm. and an article on CBR was like, "Oh, why are there anime bits to it?" Oh, by the way, everyone, if you don't realize, we were talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special <laughs> on Disney Plus now. Go watch it and then come back to the part of the episode. Uh, we just didn't do our nice little introduction yeah, man, that we normally do. Um. But what's really good about it is that, like, they – I read the article from CBR, and they were like, yeah, there's anime bits. And I was like, okay. I see – like, I, I assumed they were taking that from, like, the Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I assumed they were doing that as an homage to the Star Wars anime uh, – Star Wars special because they had anime bits to it, too. Yeah, the first appearance of uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, it was animated. And um, so I thought it was that yeah, I thought it as, like, like, a homage like a to that. Animated thing, yeah. Instead of that, I mean, it was cool because it made y- having Yondu in it kind of make sense, where it was like a story. Yeah, and they're not just like Yondu's back. Eat it. Yeah, exactly. No, I like it. Um, and so we'll just let's. I'll jump into the plot real quick. It's take like two seconds. It's all about Mantis and 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 um, Drax trying to get a, a, a present for Peter. Yeah, they're trying um, to make Peter happy since he's depressed right. about Gamora. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this is a nice kind of like l- linchpin between the last Guardians movies uh, and the last Avengers stuff and also to lead into this. Kind of, uh, Love and Thunder, where they left them. Yeah, and then you. And this is supposed to be like a kind of soft lead into um, Guardians Three, but also a nice kind of close off to the um, Phase Four. Which honestly, let's be fair, the sad, depressing story of Black Panther is not is a good movie, but not a great way to end your Phase Four. Uh, I think this is a better really uplifting. Yeah, like, I think this is the better depression. uplifting story. Do you end this uh, phase on? I I always I mean, thought it's it was sadness to it too. I, I always thought it was weird how Marvel would end their phases on like these random ass fucking things. Like phase one ended on Iron Man three and not the Avengers and phase two ended on Ant-Man and not Age of Ultron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, phase four and uh, phase four, phase three ended on Spider-Man. Mm, yeah. Randomly. Yeah. They're like end game, Spider-Man. It's the epilogue. And I'm like, it's a different movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this does no, feel but... like an epilogue. But it's it, it, it's a it's a great kind of closer. I think it's it's between the time of the year and, and the type of story they were telling. Yeah, there is sadness, and I, I know I said there's like compa- but comparatively to Black Panther, which is a funeral story, compared to a, a 
kind of traditional classic Christmas special where it's like someone sat on Christmas and my friend's job is to cheer me up on Christmas and that's the plot of the story, mm-hmm. i.e. Charlie Brown where Linus explains the, the, the plot of Christmas to Charlie Brown mm-hmm. to Rudolph and Hermie where they are like, oh, we're sad because we're misfits and now we, the lesson of, here's the lesson of Christmas, make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I like it a lot. It felt really like a real holiday Christmas special. Oh, one hundred percent. This felt like this is something. If this, if they play this in the sixties, change like the dense the, the definition of this mm-hmm. and some of the songs, and that would be a nineteen sixties Christmas special. Absolutely played on played on ABC at eight o'clock at night. Absolutely. Oh, well, that, um, that original song by the ninety sevens was real good. Yeah, I hate that. I hate all the music. You know, I was I, about to ask uh, it, how you guys it. thought. Yeah, I thought it was. Fun. I hated it. I, I hated like, all the music. Exactly what aliens would think of Santa Claus. Like, yeah, I thought it was so, great. I like the the song itself. I wish the soundtrack was better. Oh, I like the soundtrack. I had the Pogues. Um, it, it, yeah, it starts off with that Pogue song about the uh, the guy being drunk in his jail cell on Christmas. That I like a lot. Mm-hmm. That I like as the opening song. Mm-hmm. I like. I wish what they did was either choose like modern remixes of classic songs which would make sense or like play only the classics well no no we'll all play the classics that only peter would remember from being a kid well he's got his zune now so yeah i know (laughs) and and they wrote around some of them because it's like no aliens wrote this song which i thought was fun too right which i like that the the opening songs or the opening like the the drunk tank songs of course Mm -hmm. now a modern christmas classic Mm -hmm. but then on top of that having the aliens do their version of the song like when they're on earth they should have played like a like either like a metal version or like a a, 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 like alt rock or a pop a punk version of like some of the classic songs instead of just doing these random songs that no one's ever heard of because it kind of goes i get it you're going for a christmas feel but like i'm like i don't know these this artist i don't like it doesn't sound like anything to me like it doesn't sound like a christmas classic if it was a cool updated christmas classic i kind of like it a little bit better i liked like they had a julian casablanca from the strokes covering that um that song from Saturday Night Live that like I wish every day was Christmas or whatever it was that uh Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands and Chris Kattan used oh, to do God. every yeah. year. Like they did that. I was like, Oh, that's neat. And um I like the Smashing Pumpkin song, which I always forget exists. Uh that Christmas time has come song. Yeah. Um I, I thought the soundtrack was good. I thought it was very James Gunn and fit really it's well. It's not as good as and- the oh, other no. ones, but it's also like 40 minute special about christmas so yeah i had slim pickens dude and they wrote a whole song so. and if they had like fucking jingle bell rock and santa claus is coming to town i would have cringed you know I, <laughs> I i don't think i would have liked that as much as what they did you know what i mean i don't know no, no, I, got, I know i definitely understand but like i think i i think what they should have done was picked songs like either peter would have known at least give me something because like he's a kid from the 80s mm-hmm. so like he would know all the christmas class mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and even if you were like, you started off as like some stupid version of like Jingle Bells or whatever, and then like do like a, a modern cover of the song. I wonder if they got, if they wanted to do a Rankin Bass style thing, switching off of music, I apologize. I wonder if they wanted to do like a Rankin Bass thing or if they like weren't able to. Because I remember uh, who recently tried to do a Rankin Bass, they got in trouble for it. Community did one a couple of years ago. I mean, I'm talking like 10, 15 years ago. But <laughs> no, there was one that they did where uh, who got in trouble? Who, 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 like a full claymation episode would have been like intense, yeah. like really intense. 
I mean, Rose yeah, Stone but I wouldn't want used in the Hobbit. Megan Bass did the Hobbit, so no, yeah. Um, what's his name? Did the Hobbit? Ralph Baxi. Yeah, well, yeah it looks like it. Oh, did they? Did yeah, they? they were, yeah. No, uh, it was it was created by Rankin Bass. The 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 ninety seven the seventy seven one. Yeah, maybe yeah, the uh, original maybe one, yeah. Ralph maybe Ralph Baxter did the Lord of the Rings and not the Hobbit. He also did no, like he did, no, he did the Hobbit. It's just that they just did the the art style was very similar. Did he? Oh, um, I'm looking at it right now. Rankin yeah, Bass. okay. Because I know I know Baxter did like uh, he did well Fritz the Cat, Heavy Metal, Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure if he did the Hobbit. I think that might have just been Rankin Bass, and then a yeah. uh, couple other things. Fire and Ice. That was a pretty fun one that I liked back in the day. Um, Game of Thrones? Yeah, I know. That's ice and fire. <laughs> I know, right? Um, actually. Um, what do you guys think uh, about the Guardians since uh, since Love and Thunder two. buying Nowhere and now being like administrators uh, somewhere? So I, I think it's cool I, to have them have like a hub, but I think they shouldn't spend too much time in it in the next movie. Okay. Well, okay. So I, it's not a bad idea For that the they Christmas bought... special, fine, sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, I don't like the idea that they bought nowhere. I think it's kind of dumb. I'm like, you made that much money, yeah. Doing all this stuff in between, they're like, pirates. I'm like, yeah. So you should have like, I don't think they should have bought nowhere. They should be like more of like, hey, because of all the stuff you've done saving the universe, we want you guys to be the caretakers of nowhere mm-hmm. instead of them owning nowhere. Well, well, they would have had to have bought it or figured out a way to overthrow the collector otherwise because mm-hmm. like this established well, basically that space nicio del toro is still alive somewhere which made me really happy yeah. which is fine but mm-hmm. like because i think the problem is i wish they should have been like oh they just beat him because of all the other shit that went on because they freed nowhere mm-hmm. they're like oh people just want them in charge not because they bought it i think them buying it kind of makes it seem like they did so many missions and so much and they made all this money. They literally own a piece of space. Mm-hmm. Where instead of them just being like, hey, we helped overthrow the shitty ruler of this planet. And now he's on the run and hiding from us because we beat him. Mm-hmm. Where we want you guys in charge. Mm. And they're like, sure, we'll take it. But we also get to still be space pirates. You know, not we own a piece of space and we bought it outright, which is kind of it, money. It, right. That's my whole point. They talk you know, all every the time that they're like living broke. paycheck to paycheck, and like you, you made all this money doing side missions in between Guardians two and now. Unless that was just a real quick line that they threw in there, and they'll give us more explanation in Guardians three. Because honestly, a lot of people probably aren't going to watch this holiday special in comparison to the butts and seats. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like, true. But they like, gotta have a line where it's like, uh, we bought this from the collector, just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think the problem is like. Be- I think the mo- I think the Marvel fan base would watch this regardless. Like it doesn't even if it's a holiday special because where well, I'm night saying like such- in comparison because like normal people like old people specifically don't have like Disney Plus so they only watch movies in theaters. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's not who they're hitting. They're not hitting old people. They there's, go to like every- butts and seats. And what? Yeah, those movies, yeah, those movies are hitting everybody though. Those yeah. are poor quadrants. While this is but, just like very niche. But what? But yeah, but still what? What person now doesn't have Disney Plus? You can old literally look people. up like what what old people what old people are you talking know. about? Like, like aunt's age? Yeah, but your grandma is she going to the movies on her own to watch Guardians? No, but I know some people are. That's what I'm saying. Like your grandma doesn't that, that, that's not the audience they're trying to hit. They already have them for other stuff. Hollywood. You know what I mean? 
that's not who they're trying to hit. They're trying to hit the, the same people that are watching that go to the movie theaters are the same people that were already watching Disney Plus now. They're trying to hit that that 35 to 40, that, that like 20 to 40 to 50 year old person that owns Disney Plus because they can actually pay for it. They're watching this because they have access to it. Maybe. Um, maybe. You know, John on this maybe situation. Yeah, I, I think I maybe too. I don't I think, I think you're giving all shows. these old people too much credit. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think the general audience is kind of skipping this one for the most part. I don't, though, yeah. because like, look at the numbers that fucking Werewolf by Night made. They weren't that Werewolf good, by Night though, like man. school horror movie. Yeah, Werewolf by Night, like, did okay. She-Hulk did okay. Miss Marvel yeah, James, did okay. She, James, well, it's not like Werewolf by Night broke records streaming-wise. It just has a really good no. AMD, not AMD, uh, Rotten no, Tomatoes no. and other critical scores. Like, no, no, I know that, but the reason why I'm saying that is if you look at something like Werewolf by Night, it's great critically um, and by the reviews of the fans, but they, what I mean is like for the people that, like, She-Hulk did okay and Miss Marvel did okay because it was very, it was so different than what they were already giving us. It was the all right. We have a female-led superhero show. We have a teenage female lead uh, superhero show. Things that some of the general audience that let's be fair is mostly male don't want to see or don't want to read and, and or don't want to watch. Not because they're bad characters. It's because their their exposure to them, whether it's comics or from outside media, is very limited. She Hulk last thing like She Hulk and Miss Marvel were in were kids like kids shows. I like how it's called the holiday special, but it's obviously Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not, yeah, we know. Well, not the Life Day special that we all wanted it well, to be. They have to be as PC as possible. Um, no, but like but it's all about Christmas. I know, but that's the whole thing. Like that's why I think the same. But the audience that's going to watch this are the same people that went to the movies to see Guardians. Yeah. That's why I mean it's it's it, it's not new characters. It's not it's not anything really. They're all people we already know. That's so why I mean this is going to be a little bit different compared to anything else. Werewolf by Night did not do well on the Nielsen ratings, by the way, for streaming. I'm like looking it up right now. Oh, you're looking up Guardians. Yeah, it's got like the they don't have the Guardians yet because it's too new. But it mm-hmm. it has like one of the lowest viewerships of any Which Marvel I, project. I can imagine because, because it's, it's, like it's new. Yeah, well, people There's are just like, what is content. this? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. They're like they holiday special. The I can skip this, you know. Like I'll, yeah. I'll stick around for the main installments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, but I think with Guardians can be a little bit different because it's the Guardians. It's not like it's, it's not like they did like a, a Warlock special or a Nova special mm-hmm. or, or a Darkhawk special, which I or Darkhawk or Rom <laughs> special. Those leaks, yeah. we're gonna get that Man Thing special next October. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, right. I hope, you know, but, but you know. You know, but that's what I mean. Like they're taking, they're, they're doing what worked so well in in the early part of Phase Four with the Marvel stuff, which was more of the same, but in a different format. Yeah, yeah, I like the different format approach. Though I was happy that this thing was only like forty minutes long. It was oh, how nice how breezy it was and stuff. I I, I literally turned it on. Like I came home from work, I was like, I was like, hey, I need to bother the TV for a second. I, and my wife's like, oh, how long is this? I'm like, it's, I, she but when she asked, it's like thirty, it was at, the end. It's like 30 at the end of it because like there's like seven minutes of credits, and I was like, cool. Yeah, and it's breezy as fuck. Like you turn yeah. the thing on, and it's like and it's not easy to watch. It, and that's cool. Yeah, what do you guys think of Cosmo? I th- thought it was weird that it was a girl dog but at the same time whatever She's yeah i mean cosmo cosmo and i think it's it, it was cool but i feel like again i know cosmo from the books and cosmo played a bigger role in the in the guardians formation than people want to give her credit for mm-hmm. um so i was just like oh, okay cool I mean, another like, throwaway based off of a female dog that got launched into space so it makes sense but yes. it's always been weird that cosmo's always been a boy so 
like eh, uh, this police dog, right? That that Russian dog yeah, that like never him. came back. Yeah. Exactly. Then, well, like like the missing cosmonauts that never, like the other missing cosmonauts that never came mm-hmm. back. That's literally like a whole fucking conspiracy theory. But Leica was the first um, animal in space. Animal in space, yeah. Mm-hmm. Human or otherwise, yeah. And then it was monkeys. Yeah. That also never came back. Yeah, that is so. Because well, apparently they died upon reentry and it was terrible. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Quote unquote. They just exploded. What I've been like hearing about and reading about in those conspiracy circles, they're like the real life answer is if they did survive upon reentry, they would melt. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's <laughs> facts. It's like, uh, so can we just call it? The, so say, say you didn't because you didn't want to say you failed. Say they didn't come back. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's easier. They're floating out there and they're definitely not on fire. <laughs> All right, so uh, what did you guys think about the random gay bar that they walked into in like on the Hollywood Strip? I thought that was so funny when the guy's like, "So you want to have a dance?" and he's like, "Dancing <laughs> is for losers." And he's like, "All right, so let's get drunk." I I thought that was amazing. You know, I like Koala Borg hanging out. I did like that too. I was mm-hmm. like, "Look, Suicide Squad." <laughs> yeah, he's that guy who like he's was traveled. in all the promo material for Suicide Squad that was it's barely in the movie. Less yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's javelin. Yeah, javelin, mm-hmm. man. I mean, he javelin was in the whole movie. You know, <laughs> you know what was fun too. The um, did you guys catch the name of the ship? Now they have it's a third Bowie. Ship. Yeah, they called it Bowie. Bowie. I thought yep. that was pretty it looks neat. Crazy, by the way. Yeah, it looks really. I like a lot though. Really cool inside. Really cool on the inside. Yeah, man. Is it and... different than what it was in Love and Thunder? Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say I think the Milano was still being used in Love and Thunder. It was. Yeah, it was being yeah, used. And I guess the goats wrecked it and they got the Bowie now. <laughs> <laughs> um, How did Nebula get Bucky's arm? That is a huge thing. And like, James Gunn was... It's not even like it's the old Bucky arm. Like, if it was like the old one from like World War II with like the star on it, sure. But it's like the new one. Mm-hmm. It's the sexy vibranium it's one. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like the one from what? It's not the one from Wakanda Forever. The one from um, Endgame. Yeah, and Winter yeah. Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, is it the same yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier arm? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same one. That one. But still crazy. I so like my three favorite Guardian characters are Drax, Nebula, and Mantis. They are the linchpins of in this the franchise. Comics or in the front, or in the movie? Nah, in the comics, I don't really care about any of them to be honest. <laughs> it's like crazy I, I like to me that like Dave Bautista gets so much shit for Drax and I'm like Dave Bautista is great he is so fucking good in this and up, Tom dude. Clemente is so good in this and Karen oh. Gillan is so good in this yeah, I mean oh my- I love everybody Craglin always slaps mm-hmm. but um, but Nebula in particular like there's a moment where she's like dancing dude and she is like she is <laughs> that middle aged woman who like you just don't go near at the bar who's just like I want to feel everything all the time in this music right now yeah. like, well, I think that comes from uh, Karen's performance she's so good she's so she good. funny I watched the movie The Bubble and as much shit as that gets it, she's great in it yeah she's the best and her, her and Pedro like eat that movie up mm-hmm. and uh, it was nice because like Mantis got a lot of time in Guardians. She got a lot too. of characterization in this one. She got a yes. lot. Of, like, but wait, a lot Thank of people God. were surprised that she was uh, Peter's sister, but like I thought that was public knowledge. So was I. So did she I. Was, and was like, oh, um, ego found me, and I'm helping find his children. And I well, was like, no. She was one so of the kids. really, the biggest Easter egg about that 
comes from the Guardians too. When you're looking in the when Peter when Ego and and Peter are walking through that like Citadel, he's talking about him going to all the planets, mm-hmm. and then one of those holograms is like Mantis's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, like that, but, I missed that, and like that even just con- more confirms what I was saying. Like, yes, how is it like p- people were like, oh my god, spoilers! They literally had to take down those Legends episodes because they posted yeah, they a did. spoiler clip. And to be fair, I don't know why they put that clip in there. But like at the same point, it's like I thought this was public knowledge that no, even if it wasn't like sister sister, like definitely in the realm of relation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, you could even go like even go back to what you said. Yeah, like that's what I was gonna say. Her under his wing. Yeah, he's like she's like a foster sister yeah, to Peter at least. And then people yes. are like, spoiler. I'm like, oh, and then it's like actual like considered blood sister. Yeah, which I like a lot. I think it's cool. I think it's a little bit different than having her, like the comic book being like this celestial Masa- uh, Madonna and like mm-hmm. Peter now being the sun god. So yeah, I, kinda, I, I is in the comics, I think it would be way too complicated for him to hang out and, and be like Polly in a weird space vacuum. <laughs> you know, I know, right? Like I think <laughs> the, I know, but I, I do think this is a better like style for her and for Peter. I think it does, uh, it does great. This this especially great character building for Mantis. I think um, Drax has been Drax. I think this is kind of like it, he's kind of a nothing character to me it, because they took away everything that was good about him from the comic books. They like made him like yeah, he was so confusing though in the comics. Like I love not really. I love Annihilation, dude. But like, but it made so much sense. Like because like they were like, well, your job is you can't die. Like you just can't die. So when you you're the ultimate weapon of destruction. So in turn, you can't die. And when you get reborn, you'll look a little bit different each time you get reborn to, to kind of match your, like, whatever you need to do. Very much Doomsday X. Yeah, but explaining um, Drax and his continuity to, like, my normal like friend. He's a human that dies and then becomes an alien. Yeah, and it's it's as yeah. confusing as, like, explaining Cable or something oh, yeah. like that. Kind of. Yeah, he, not really. Cancer it's up there, whatever. though. It's up there, though, where you're like, you know, he was a human, and he got killed, and now he's an alien, and then... Well, no, yeah, yeah. So, also, his wife actually, and kid got killed, and they're also reincarnated aliens. No, 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 no. So how it works is this. Drax in the comic book is Arthur Douglas. He's a jazz musician from New, from uh, from he's Vegas. He's a jazz whaler from Vegas. He yeah. is a Yes. Yeah, right? Um, He gets attacked. His... his Car is attacked by Thanos, dicking around on Earth. He's like, fuck uh, these guys, boop. Yeah, pretty much, because they didn't know what to do with Thanos. And Thanos is not this big, this was, powerful this fucking alien. This is Thanos. No, it's, it's, it's not even the Thanos character Eric. He's not this big, maniacal bad he's guy. He's a big purple that, guy from space. He's a fucking <laughs> just alien mm-hmm. dude that's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, that wants to, like, who simps, he simps for death. I want to um, die so I can see big boobies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he goes, kills them at like on a lock, and then in turn, his father, uh, met, uh, mentor takes the body of Arthur Douglas and doesn't bring him back to life. He's he wasn't dead. What he did was he kind of reconstructed his body with alien tech to make him a weapon to stop that green and purple. Well, it's a weapon, it's because it's a it's a they biologically enhanced him so he looked different because yeah. his human because his normal human physiology couldn't beat Thanos, so they bioengineered him to beat Thanos while his daughter was taken to this cult, um, who became Moon Dragon. She's she's more complicated than Drax. Mm-hmm. Drax's story just and starts there and goes, All right, 
your job is you hunt down Thanos. Drax so like and the, that's like the new Drax there. origin yeah. is where he's just an alien whose planet got killed by Thanos and he hates Thanos. I yeah, like me that. too. I think it works totally it's way easier. Fine. He's totally just a fine. Guy who hates uh, things, so he's a gladiator, dumb. and then Peter Quill picks him up. Yeah, totally fine. Totally I dig fine. That one. Yeah. The CM Punk book is like stupid and fun. Yeah. And the, what CM Punk was doing comics. The literal. <laughs> Um, thing where he takes everything very literally and doesn't understand sarcasm. Oh, I can hit or miss that, like oh. especially in the movie. Because I mean, I think Dave Batista sells it very well. It works so well for me in these movies. In the yeah. movies, I think it works a little bit better than the comic. Oh, books. Like, I when they it when they so change much. his personality specifically in the comic books, that's where I was like, I was like, his origin's fine, and his new like power set in quotes is fine, but him being like a himbo, I was like, eh. he's not like a himbo in the movies though. He's like just a dummy he's just like a big dummy yeah you know or he's not like a dummy he just doesn't understand there's a whole arc i think jerry duggan's arc for guardians where drax a pacifist and he's annoying Mm -hmm. he's like i don't fight i'm like shut up what do you guys think of uh kevin bacon fantastic i bet it's great yeah (laughs) it was funny It, it really messes up the uh continuity no the six degrees of kevin bacon rule where like um you know there's that game like and yeah, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but now Kevin Bacon's in the Marvel universe, and it's just oh, it like, breaks the game. Oh my it, god, it just makes right. the game so easy. Yeah, it just well, makes yeah, because the game everybody's so been in the MCU, and it, I mean, if you count the Fox movies, you do have a big plus, you have a big, you know, well as well. Oh, yeah, because he was uh, what's his name, right? Sebastian like, Shaw, yeah, he was uh, no, he was um. Uh, the Hellfire Club guy. Yeah. Sebastian Shore. Oh, Sebastian Shore. Shore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking of Boulevard Trask. No, no, that was no, the uh, the little man from uh, Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, it was Peter Dinklage. Peter yeah. Dinklage, yeah. yeah. Just Trask. I thought the Kevin Bacon stuff was really funny. Oh, yeah. It's I cool. like how they legit just like kidnap him from his home and he's like, ah, he's mm-hmm. running around. It's so good. And seeing Mantis uh, in action was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I keep saying about this movie. It's Jumping so good around. for her character. It's good. Movies, yeah. like, she does like a couple punchy bits. And, and she then, has the like, good like go to sleep thing with yeah. Thanos. And yeah. In game, she has like that scene where she's standing there with all the ladies and like that's it. Yeah. Well, when she's like jumping around screeching at people, I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not even like the like I that's a, like, I, I kind of get annoyed with when they they I, this, not for this. This is very different because I knew this was made for a comedy, but like in the overall part, like I like this as a this is a, a mantis character study piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just needed Drax to play off her because they don't because because they the economy. Them they paired them up in the um in the other movies every time they're together. yeah no no mm-hmm. yeah but also because the dichotomy works against like he doesn't like it's like they don't understand each other. Yeah, they're both simpletons, in a mm-hmm. way. right? Yeah. And it, it, they're like he, she, he, she's naive because she was raised by a a, a, a planet killing monster man, but she also and, has big emotions. Yes, yeah. and she doesn't know how to control them. Well, because that's all her job is to control his emotions. Well, Drax doesn't no understand because he doesn't understand it. Because that's they're they're literally they're, they're the autism. They're a force dyad, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, but, but they are, but they are, but honestly, they are the autism spectrum. It's mm-hmm. the Drax is the is the side of it where they don't understand. They're the very shut down, quiet ones that just take everything very literally. So if you say something, it has to be very focused, Hawaii. all this. But then on the other side, you're, on the other side, you have Mantis, which is the explosive um, side of it, where it's like everything is like almost manic. Yeah, the uh, empath and the emptiness, kind of. 
yeah, and it works very well. I, I, I think every like and again, that's not me. I joke when you when people go, oh, this is some woke nonsense. I'm like, no, you find wokeness if you look for it. Like this isn't. I don't think they went for that message, but like I think it's a cool idea. Well, as this like, this is not woke at all. Chris Pratt's in it, and I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like I love Chris uh, Pratt as an actor, but as a people, sometimes he's a little bad. Yeah, he bums me out whenever I see him. Nowadays. <laughs> I see him like, in movies, and I'm like, yeah. And then I hear stuff uh, about like his life, and I'm like, why? I see him in movies, and I'm always like, stop trying to make Chris Pratt a thing. You well, know what I, I like mean? Him in movies, just because I like Parks and Rec a lot in the Guardians. Movies. I love Parks and Rec. But, like when he, mm-hmm. to be fair, when he like Passenger is like, Ugh. yeah. But Tomorrow War, pretty good. But he's not the next Harrison Ford like and that's what they're trying to well, make Well they were him. trying to do that they were doing he was literally going to be cast as Indiana Jones. They still fucking are man like those dumb Colin Trevorrow uh Jurassic Park movies. Oh, like, Jurassic World? Yeah. Dominion like is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I hear in the my extended life. edition just has more Jeff Goldblum in it so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Not gonna not gonna watch that. That was the worst. That was like some of the most upset I've been like it in a movie Kingdom theater. Fallen was also kind of yikes. And oh, God. Dominion is a thousand times worse. It is like literally it's one of the worst Stan things. Neil in it. it yeah, and Laura Dern too. Yeah. And oh God. Astonishingly enough, it sucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But I mean, it's just Chris Pratt's thing. I just don't. That's I whatever. don't like him. I. I liked him in Parks and Rec. He's fine in Guardians. I like I think... him when he's playing. Like I like him when he's in comedies. I think James Gunn knows how to use him. He's well. not an action star. Yeah, he's not. Like, an I, action I, I like, star. No, it's comedy I like guy. Tomorrow War. Don't get me wrong. I got that was cool. But I also like Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. You know, it's just like okay, cool. You know, it, it, but he's a comedy actor. At the end of the day, he's a comedy actor. It goes back to what we talked about last week, like John Hamm. Like, he's too good looking show, to right? be a co- comedian, so he shouldn't be. Yeah. He's looking to be the biggest movie star in the world, and he's uh, not. Dwayne Rock Johnson's beating him. Yeah, that's true. Dwayne Rock Johnson can eat Chris Pratt. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, the we're bringing you Christmas Peter Quill moment is very sweet at the end. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cute. It's, it's cute. And it works. It's heartwarming. Yeah, and it works. Like, and it does hit like a weird, like softy kid inside you Christmas time feeling when like. You're like I, I said. It's almost like I'll watch, especially for the, rather the holidays. Like me and my wife, before we had our daughter, we watch the Christmas specials together. And I have like a fake fireplace, so we turn on the fake fireplace yep. and we shut the lights off. And we snuck up on the couch and we watch like Rudolph. Mm-hmm. And I'll have like a hot toddy, and she'd have like some sort of hot beverage, and it was mm-hmm. an awesome evening. And then my daughter was born last for last holidays. And what we we did the same thing. We turned the lights down, and she was in her bassinet and like a little blanket, yeah, all dressed up for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. She's on my lap now. She's sleeping. Yeah, she's gonna be um, with you guys soon. <laughs> dude, she uh, this is the first year with her the tree because she now knows what the Christmas tree is. Oh, she's mm-hmm. like, let's go. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Oh, she's she doesn't fucking amazing. No, she's not give a rat's ass. <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just climbed um, tomorrow. Just, yeah, tomorrow I'll be gone from where I'll be, I, I get. I get a phone call from my in laws. Uh, the trees on the floor. Yeah, yeah. like I uh, think God nothing's breakable on it. Um, but yeah, like, that, child. Yeah, I know you put jobs under it. Um, she'll survive. <laughs> Father health. <laughs> um, but no, it does hit that like that whole scene. They're lighting up the the town, and it's like oh, yeah. it's that it's a cheesy scene that you see every year and all. Like I watch right where right Christmas it's like every literally year. Literally the Scrooge McDuck scene where it's like, yes. what 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 day is it today? Well, it's Christmas Eve, Mister Scrooge. Like it's mm-hmm. exactly and, like that. Kind and of you moment know it's where coming you're walking through, and you're seeing all the lights, and you're seeing like 
all the Guardians characters like hiding in the background, pulling levers and shit. I was mm-hmm. like, this is cool. Hunter, you're like born to play the kid who's like, you mean the one as big as me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, I'm yeah, good little Timmy. <laughs> you're no, not little Timmy. The kid who's like, uh, you know, Scrooge is like, what day is it? And you're like, it's Christmas Day. You know, you're born to be that. Kid. Oh yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just, you welcome. know it's coming, and it's cheesy and it's corny, but you know what? Like sometimes you need that, and it just hits that right spot, and you're like, you know what? The world's on fire, but I'm okay. Yeah. All culminates with um, Kevin Bacon in a box with no air in it. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of the uh, Pee Wee Herman holiday special <laughs> where they get the box and they open it up and like Grace Jones is in it looking like a fucking cyborg woman. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> God, holiday special. no. Yeah. That's what, that's now what, I have to watch that's it. That's what they took it from. It looked just yeah. it looks just like it where there's like a box that says like this side up and you open it up and just like Grace Jones comes out and you're like, Oh my god <laughs> you know? Looking like a fucking Nubian god, you know? <laughs> Dude, but no, like this 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 movie it's a special, um, kind of fits all like the, it hits all the, the the tropes and genre stuff that makes a holiday special. It has the movie the 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 movie the sound I'm sorry, the music pieces. Mm-hmm. It has like the this the stereotypical well, we're gonna save Christmas story and it's like and we're doing it for our friend's story. It it, it it's fun, it's doofy, it's do I think it's gonna be like a Christmas classic? No. Just because it's it's part of a franchise known as the Marvel Universe and we'll never not get another one of these. Um But I'll probably watch this every Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm throwing it on. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and you're you're going to definitely get people at will. And then I think the one thing I do wish that they did, and we were talking about before, like if they made an, I wish they made another one that was more kind of like a vignette, uh, like and make it like a stop motion or like I mean, a animated. Holds. If they keep doing the right. special presentations and especially basing them around holidays, like we might get maybe not a Guardian special, but maybe um, like a, a Moon Knight Hanukkah special, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, John, you keep saying an Ant Man Valentine's Day special. That's my big one. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp on like Valentine's date, and they yeah. have to like solve a crime or some they gotta shit. Be tiny and shit. Yeah, yeah, and they gotta be tiny, <laughs> and then they get a real big. Yeah, that would be yeah, sweet. Like, when always they get real big, it's best stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I liked um, just going back to it. Groot making everyone little like dioramas. I was gonna say I hated Groot in this. I liked him eh, and he I just fl- looks dumb and he's not in anything like like he's in no important scenes i'm like okay cool Groot's here yeah he's expensive so yeah, yeah. fully cgi i know i thought it was a man in a Groot suit for a couple seconds they should have done a man in a Groot suit. it'd be cheaper it would have been cheaper just put sean gunn in it he does everything just put vin <laughs> diesel in it Vin Diesel Diesel loves doing it. He always loves doing it. Vin Diesel shows up to the recording sessions on stilks, and they're like, "They should just put. They they should just paint Vin Diesel to look like wood and put him in the movie." Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know what? Like, just do something. Especially for the size, the size he is, you should just have Vin Diesel in a bodysuit. Have have (laughs) you guys seen the? the, uh, Have you guys seen the behind the scenes of the voice acting for the first Guardians with Vin Diesel? Oh yeah, of course. He shows up in stilts oh, like yeah, yeah. He, he, get... said he, he said he learned to do stilt stuff just for this and they're like why did you wear 10 foot tall stilts and he's uh, it, like so Ryan sincerely Gordon. he's like 
I wanted to know what it was like to be in the headspace of a 10 foot tall tree. And this was the easiest thing I could think of. And I'm like, that, that makes sense. Vin Diesel. You know what I mean? There, but like, dude, why? Like, there's no point. He's such a good voice actor though, man. Like I, I remember cause I was like a geeky little kid who loved movies and like, you know, making of stuff. And there weren't DVDs when I was a kid, but there were like HBO first looks. And I remember the HBO first look for iron giant and seeing like, in the vocal booth like this person with a name called vin diesel <laughs> with these oakley sunglasses on and this black tank top doing the iron giant voice and being like oh my god that's a real human being <laughs> that's like, a person that yeah. computer you know i'm like 13 or something and i'm like i have no idea what that is but that guy is the coolest you know the guy from the street sharks commercials in the movie yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and um i i thought Groot looked kind of cool like I, I don't yeah. know. I, I you know, you guys were kind of complaining. You thought he looked I lame. I thought he looked no. Lame. I, just, I just don't care. The baby head on a big muscly body. I didn't mean he looked lame like uh, swole Groot wise. Like I think that looks fine. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like his CG was just like too much. I think. Oh, I just didn't care honestly. Yeah, I think like, I, it, it didn't hit me either way. Yeah, I think it was expensive, so they kind of cheaped Gunn out. James did say him. that by the end of Guardians Three, we'll have full size Groot again. Yeah, we kind of already do, and like, well, no, like back to what we had in the first movie, like same well, exact look. Technically, that's like Groot's dad, right? And this is yeah, I know movie. because it's it's Groot Junior or something, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I liked um the little toy dioramas he got everyone and oh he made everyone with those scenes from the movie well craglin opens his up and it's like of craglin opening his up of craglin opening his up and i was like oh that's fucking cool you know what the, i mean the russian nesting doll yeah and do you guys think in uh guardians 3 craglin getting to finally use yondu's oh, yeah. fin is going to be a big oh, how he's like trying to figure it out and i'm like there's going to be a Guardians 3 scene that mimics the first movie where it's Kraglin in a room with a bunch of guys and he's going to finally get it. and then just Yeah, finally saving everybody. the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that Kraglin's such a big part of this team because he's a cool character, you yeah. know? Well, because in the comics, he was like a nothing character. And he's like, yeah, a, he he's like a blue man. <laughs> but, but, um, blah, blah, blah. But Sean Gunn got kind of like screwed because he did all the onset work for rocket and then they're like yeah we're gonna get bradley cooper because he's a movie star and they yeah. like kind of screwed him over on yeah, the he part was, yeah he was supposed to be the voice originally he yeah well. he did it all on set he yeah. recorded it all and they're like he crouches no, down and walks around with everybody and bradley cooper's like i'm bradley cooper yeah, I'm Cradley Blooper. Yep, exactly. Well, James Gunn also like hooks his bro. His, he hooks his bro up with everything. Exactly. So he's like, we'll put you in the movie regardless, and now he's like a huge part. <laughs> and he hooks uh, Michael Rooker up, his boy, with oh, everything. Oh yeah, so. well, but Yondu made more sense than Craglin. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah. Peter being at the end, like Craglin's got a bad memory, and the rest of that story was, you know, Craglin opened up his toys, and Peter opened up his blasters, and. Yeah. It was funny. I was watching this with my mom over Thanksgiving, and she's like, "Oh my god, he got him a baby Yoda when he opened." (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the little green thing from the first movie. It's the little green thing from the first movie, but it was pretty funny because I have a rule now: my mom's not allowed to buy me any more baby Yodas. Um, (laughs) How many you got? You got a hundred? I have like sixty of the exact too many for one man. Well, I have a. Yeah, I have a uh, of the exact same like stuffed animal one, and I was like, "Hey, you want to see something?" She was at my house uh, a couple months ago. These are all the gifts you got me. (laughs) I opened up a drawer 
uh, like a like a full dresser bureau drawer, like a big ass drawer where like you keep all your pants, but it's like just a baby Yoda drawer. Dude, and do you it, have? Can you send me that picture? Yeah, I'll send you a picture. I have it. It's like four <laughs> feet away from me, and it's oh, just dude, oh please, god. Dude. Like I have the uh, I have a baby Yoda that's on my mantle. I have a baby Yoda Valentine's Day that's covered in hearts next to my bed. Mm-hmm. And I got a bunch of little baby Yoda like knickknacks and doodads. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the Grogu. I love them too. And I told her the only baby Yodas you're allowed to buy me now are puppets. Um, <laughs> because I think baby Yoda puppets are probably fun, right? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. The one from Walmart that I got, it's kind of like a puppet. He's got no legs, though. The sideshow yeah. one's like legit, like a puppet. Yeah. My puppet one, oh, you God. like stick your hand up its bassinet. You oh, know what I, I mean? Up that. the that's little. Cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Cool. That's a thing. Yeah, that's Yoda's thing. first name is Minch, by the way. Well, Yoda is a mensch, so that makes sense. <laughs> Great in Jewish. The, in the early scripting of uh, Empire, his name is Minch Yoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just changed it to Yoda because they were like, no. No, that's too much. <laughs> They're like, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was so fucking cute, and I'm oh, so happy this, it man. exists. Good stuff. Like yeah. you said, Nebulos had a great couple character moments. This is a huge Mantis thing. I love me some Dave Batista. He's going to be in that new Shyamalan movie, and I'm very in on that. So Me too. I'm still Me too. riding high on the Batista train. I still got I'm, some stupor, though. I'm still riding high on uh, M. Night Shyamalan, despite him making a couple really bad movies over the years. I still like that guy. So, And he's in uh, Glass Onion, which I'm looking forward to. Shyamalan? Seeing. Oh, Batista. Batista, yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. Batista was in that, too. I was like, Batista? Dude, he was, he was like going to be homeless, and then James Gunn was like, you're Drax, and then his life changed. He talks about it all the time. Yeah, he was like one of Ric Flair's boys back in like. Oh, the... he was a big W. Yeah, he's he was like my favorite wrestler. And was then, it? Yeah, and then like he just stopped showing up, and I was like, oh, I guess he's gone. And then I see him in Guardians, and I'm like, no way. And then I hear all this background stuff where he was like, yeah, I got fired from the WWE, and then like my life was a wreck, and then I auditioned for Guardians, and if I didn't do that, I would literally be homeless. And then he got the role, and now he's a movie star again. Yeah, he's really humble about it too. Where every interview I've ever seen with a guy, he's like, "I can't believe I'm in movies with these people." You know, because <laughs> like, dude, he's in Blade Runner, he's in the, he's in Glass Onion, he's, he's in, in Dune, Shyamalan, he's in Dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dune's the big one where like yeah. you know he's being interviewed with like Stellan Skarsgård and like all these fucking Timothy real, yeah, but all these like real deal. Rebecca Ferguson and, yeah, and all the real actors. Oscar yeah, Isaac. and he's like at the Cannes Film Festival being mm-hmm. interviewed outside this like castle, and they're like, So, Mr. Batista, how does this feel? And he's like, Absolutely insane. I can't believe this is real. <laughs> I don't feel like a real actor, so please forgive me if I don't answer any questions. <laughs> you know, I'm like this guy's so cool and humble. He's like the opposite of The Rock. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, The Rock is like, I was born to be this, and I'm like, All right, buddy, I'm yeah. watching your young rock show. I know mm-hmm. what's up. You were not born that way. You had to eat like twenty cod a day, and you definitely like, eating kids. Like I yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah. You have like a layer of uh, whey protein the rock has your a, heart. This is just off topic. I think the Rock has a dark secret. Mm. It just seems too good. Mm-hmm. I There's do no too. way he doesn't like sacrifice baby goats or something. Yeah, no Adrenochrome. Way. Adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he doesn't have like some weird thing. Mm-hmm. But once it comes out, like he's done. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. I don't want to wish ill will on this guy. I love The Rock, but like, it's too good to be true, you know? Mm-hmm. I think this was probably a lot of fun to do also because this was obviously made on the same sets as 
Oh yeah. Guardians three, so oh, yeah. it's probably he really said that easy. A lot of the set production, he's like, I didn't have to pay for anything. He's like, yeah. it was all just here because we were filming Guardians three. Exactly. True. Yeah, we didn't have to like pay the cast and crew any more than we already did because we had them here. Yeah. Everyone was in Atlanta or wherever the. You just fuck had to pay had. Rooker because Rooker had to show up for this one. Yeah. Well, Rooker shows up for his boy. Yeah. In a, in anything, so. <laughs> Uh, what other specials do you guys want to see? I was saying holiday the, uh, wise or just like in just general? in in general, like Man, what Howard the Duck. <laughs> well, what would Howard the Duck special be like for? It you depends. know what I mean? It could because it could be like a remake of the original movie where he comes to Earth, trapped in a world, or it could just be him doing space stuff with the boys. No, I'm saying like I think these specials are going to be relegated to holidays quarterly at holidays. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were yeah, yeah. thing. Which, like, here you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, Howard will probably appear in the Man Thing holiday Halloween special. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see like an Easter special. I don't know with who, but I think I'm trying to think of the rabbit, the rabbit themed. Uh... There's White Rabbit from Spider Man. Marvel zombies uh, here. Bucky O'Hare, that'd be a fun one. Ooh, a Bucky O'Hare versus Rocket, like uh, mm-hmm. Easter special, would be crazy cool. Marvel Zombies Easter and Jesus comes back. <laughs> they're still they're already doing Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I mean, this is just all purely speculation. We saw that huge leak of all these Marvel projects, and there's a Doctor Doom special presentation. So not all of them have to be relegated to holidays. Quarterly, like you were saying, possibly, but not all will have to be holiday specials. Yeah, I just like this format a lot. I mean, to be it's, fair, Werewolf by Night isn't a holiday special because it's not about ho- Halloween. It's a Halloween special, though, it's man. Because it came out around Halloween, and yeah, it's, it's a horror movie thing. Yeah, you know? but that doesn't yeah. mean it's a. It's not like it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, it kind of is though. You know what I mean? Like, no, it is. It is. They, can, not, sure. they can do a holiday like a like a block a-, a summer blockbuster one. Like it doesn't have to be the like the Sam Wilson 4th of July special or yeah. something like that. I mean, right. just do I mean like... the next, next Independence Day, we should get Captain America Truth, but, you know, that's just me. That would be so intense if they did the Isaiah Bradley. Uh... That, dude, that was one of the ones that was leaked before this most recent one. They they uh, scooped up Captain America Truth as a uh, MCU project name. Sketchy. Yeah. And that I was like, sketchy. let's release it. I kept talking about Black History Month because I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. But also, it makes sense for the character. Well, Luke Cage, Black History Month. A Luke Cage special. special. I think to bring back, besides Daredevil, obviously, I think to bring back some of the Netflix-style characters, like the street-level guys, do special presentations. Like, do Iron Fist, but give us, like, either a new guy or, like, a new story that doesn't involve anything that happened to Netflix. Or just do, like, an Iron Fist special that would have been season three with him with the gun bullets doing the uh, Matt Fraction run. Yeah. Power Man, uh, Jessica Jones, Valentine's Day special. Ooh, that would be good. And then they can have their kid. Yeah, that would be fun as fuck. They can have Danny Cage, and then you can have future Avenger nonsense. Mm-hmm. That would be fun as fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, on the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, we rate and review each installment from one to five scoops atop our precious Infinity cones. One you guys didn't scoop. change it up for the holiday special? Wow. No, we have nothing clever. What do you think? <laughs> one out of five Star Lords? What do you think we are? Geniuses? Uh... <laughs> Shakespeare? Yeah, one one scoop. One out of five bacons? One scoop atop our infinity cone being the worst. Five scoops atop your infinity cone being the best. We always accept half scoops atop our infinity cones. 
this is a 4.5 scoops top the infinity cone for me this is a perfect little holiday special in my opinion uh, this is a four for me on the streams. same same i'm gonna do a four or five a four, four point five. yeah exactly yeah. It, like it's it's, fun, it's good it's, it's fun it's cute it hits all the right tropes it's like it feeds into the holiday spirit it knows what it is it it's not trying to be more yeah yeah a, a type 45 mm-hmm. it's awesome type like 45. i literally i literally watched this before we were watching another christmas special yesterday and i was like i went to throw out the garbage real quick when i knew the credits were like come on and my wife's like when is this over i'm like now <laughs> like she's like oh it's, it's like right. another 15 minutes before the hour's up and I'm like, yeah, no, it's over. Dude, I'm looking at the alien band. Their names are all ridiculous. Yeah, I can't pronounce any of them. Yeah, I'm like, like, it's so like dumb. Bazerm McKittacock. Bazerm Yeah. It's crazy. Portal it sounds like they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, they did. One of the names is Flacco. Yeah, they all are, are uh, Russian research chemical drugs that like do horrible things to you. That's what they actually are. If you're looking <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um this is also kind of like a bittersweet end to James Gunn with Marvel, this and Guardians Three. Yeah, you know? this is yeah. his last little bit until uh, Guardians Three and then he's Dunyans, yeah. Yeah, then he's done and honestly kind of happy that Gunn is leaving Marvel for well, DC. Because he's not gonna be used I mean, yeah. as a stooge. Like like the Russo brothers, like they did two great cat movies and then they were like, now do these movies. James Gunn is like so close to being like, all right, Ty, or, all right, James, go wild, make love and thunder. Like they're just like so yeah, close no. to letting James Gunn like like ruin his career. Yeah, I know. So yeah. I'm glad that he's going to be the head of DCU, and we're gonna get that Lobo movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and we're gonna get like auteur creator driven movies at DC because okay. Gunn's gonna let us fucking do it. You know, he's, he's gonna, gonna let, let people. Eat. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're all gonna eat because Gunn is. Gun is seated at the table with DC. Yeah, I mean, as I much know. as James gives flack to certain directors and comedy wise, I do on purpose. Like, what do you think about Gun doing um, DC and finally getting rid of his Marvel stuff? I talked about this on the DC episode. I didn't care because it's not he's not he's not writing them. So he's story, he's not direct- he's storylining. No, no, he, he's no, he's them. not. He's, he's producing yeah, he's them. He's greenlighting them and overseeing them. Yeah, he's yeah. but he's not no, writing he's, or directing no, them himself. No, he's storylining. That's what I said. No, yeah, yeah he's, he's not creating the book. Nah, he's just no, like a showrunner. No, they yeah. he's a showrunner. Just... Sure. No, whatever. I just read. No, I just read the article today. It's nothing. He's only setting up like the the world. It's just that's exactly what I saw. But he's not. Writing yeah, it's storyline. Yeah, he's not. He's writing not writing them. No. He's no the wider world, so then people can no. So all he's no all he's doing is things like like what we're doing right now behind the scenes for other our other Kickstarter project. Literally, what we're doing is that storyline. We're not writing the book. We're not telling someone else with having someone else write the story. We're storyline. You know, we're just going. Oh, this is a cool idea. This is what you should do. You yeah, know, storylining. Yeah, kind of. It's exactly what I'm. Whatever. Yeah, Gunn is so smart though because he does care about the emotional linchpins of stories in ways that other directors oh, don't like, like peacemaker i mean Ugh. the guy is so well, fucking funny but like guardians 2 is one of the most heartfelt movies. oh dude i cry every time i watch yeah. guardians in yeah. more than one scene i'm just like fuck 
Peacemaker yeah, too, man. Happens. Like Peacemaker too. Before we forget, we'll move on to our book reviews because we forgot last week. We did. Yes, we did. John didn't forget. He just didn't tell. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I love how John remembered. I'm I like, did. Oh, shit. I did. I wasn't gonna say nothing. I texted the group chat the next day. I was like, I just did finish like the the mixing, and we didn't do the book reviews. And John's just like, Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, right. Why? <laughs> It just that's a job, John. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll do this this week. We have Avengers Assemble written by Jason Aaron. Um, this is the um one yeah, shot. It's a fifth. Stuff, right? He's like, yes, it's, end. yeah. It's the it's the fifth week, so comics are very light. It's all annuals and one shots. Yeah. Annuals, one shots, and like some starting on parts. Mm-hmm. But really, it's Avengers Assemble, which is the tie-in for Avengers Forever and Avengers. It's the starting of his final storyline, which is also called Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Avengers Assemble Alpha. Um, it just brings both all the Avengers teams together to lead into their big fight against the multiversal masters of evil. If you've been reading just an Aaron's run on Avengers, this is great. Um, I hate if it. you want it, I, hate it. I know you do. I, hate it. I know you do. Yeah, I'm so happy. I love it. I'm so happy he's gone. No, I love this. Yeah, I love all of it. Yeah, I love all of it. I love Jason Aaron, but I'm just I'm so happy his his uh reign over the Avengers franchise is, is oh, all. Yeah. I, I love Jason it. Jason Aaron, when he gets to do his solo books, like Thor is. Mwah. But his Avengers well, I love has this. like a lot of low moments where I'm just like, what's well, going on? Well, I think that He's I don't know what that. And we've well, yeah. Well, I don't know what that. Bastard, bro. <laughs> well, I don't know whether that was like more editorial because like a lot because he was like, I want arcs to be like there's a rotating seventh character. Yeah, I feel like have... there was barely rotation. It was we like had Doctor one Strange, and Blade and then Blade and then, Blade. And then Captain Marvel. I was like, okay, like yeah, and Blade is like um, still around. Yeah, so I don't know whether that was editorial when they were cause, just because of how things fell. Mm-hmm. It's entirely it, possible it, that editorial was like, you have to use these characters. Good luck. And then also, remember, like, part of his run fell during COVID. I mm. know. So he was, it was like, like, right before the Conchu stuff, right? Or right after? Yeah. After uh, right, right after. Yeah. So everything got pushed back and, and that's changed. All the Empire and it, stuff and the She Hulk stuff. That was yeah. Like, no. So I don't know whether that, that how much it impacted what he wanted his story to be. He definitely mm-hmm. had to cut some stuff or fast track some stuff. Exactly. And he's still got like a, almost a hundred issues. Yeah, he's got three uh three more months. Well, he's, left yeah, on he's the rocking at like sixty something issues right now, but then you gotta include Avengers Forever, a million BC, with the one shot. Well, and... one million BC is just a one shot. Uh, but you count them all. All the one shots that he's he's done like six one shots for his Avengers run and then... No, but they they were just they were just part of the Avengers book itself it was like number like six issue six. And stuff like that. They, they were all part of it. It's just it was part of his actual run. Um, they weren't separate books. Um, you could read them as separate books, but uh, no, nah, it's cool to see how this is going to come to an end. Uh, it looks like it's going to be ending February, maybe March. Okay, that makes sense. They got to get something new out before um, Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Planet Hulk Warbreaker book I'm written sorry, by Greg Pack. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, we have uh, Planet Hulk Worldbreaker written by Greg Pak. This is actually a, a sequel to the original Planet Hulk book and the second uh, Planet Hulk book, both written, the first and second one written by Greg Pak when Amadeus Cho went there. I love it um, when um, they make sequels to books that take place out of, con- like, not out of continuity, but like, like Symbiote Spider-Man. It's like, this takes place canonically right before he gives the suit to Reed. No, oh, yeah. like, no, well, like this four volumes. They're like, shut up. No, 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 this one actually takes place. This is one of those books. Like it ties, it references when Greg Packer was writing the Amadeus Cho, uh, totally awesome Hulk book. Yeah. He there's a Planet Hulk story in there. Yeah. Um, and this is like a sequel to that story also. Yeah, but it's like it's, it's um, kind of cool that it's like 
a, like it, it's like uh, when the Wasteland books came out. It's like there's yes. the old man Logan. It's like are yeah. they? It's like sure, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> this is a thousand years in the future, and it's like exploring Scar. Plus, there's a backstory which explores current day Scar, um, post scammer flight. Okay. I was gonna say, what has he been doing? I haven't seen the Hulk's kid in forever. Well, he was in Gamma Flight. Gamma Flight he is was... not a book. <laughs> I yeah, know, it was. No, was I a... know it was, but like, he was the bad guy in it. It tied into it literally tied into Immortal Hulk. Al- that, that's lame. Alpha Flight. Yeah, no, but they, there was Gamma. The story was Gamma Flight. It spun out of the pages of Immortal Hulk. Yeah, and that's where Scar was. He uh, he was the bad guy in it. Was he in Immortal Hulk though? Yes. Okay, so he at was least the, he's one of the bad guys. I haven't like been around, like I don't read as much Hulk as I should. But like, I feel yeah. like Scar like was a big deal for like a long time, and then just oh he was, up. yeah yeah. Well, they didn't want that me... shitty ass haircut. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, man. Um, black ass fade. It's been oh god, it spins out of in it's, it's this book is is set in an alternate future, a thousand years, and kind of explores the car uh, now. Um, and there's a lot of surprising characters that show up in the book. Um, one of them being like an old Amadeus show. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Amadeus has uh, been like perpetually a child for like the last twelve years. So yeah, so that was cool. Um, I like it. If you're a fan of the Planet Hulk stuff, definitely read it. It's like I said, it's it's, it's an out of canon story. Um, but because it does pull a lot from both Planet Hulk storylines, it's kind of cool. You're like, oh, I know that. I know that. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the backstory is canon because it really takes place in the current timeline. So there's two stories for one. Um, we also have Nightwing, uh, the Nightwing annual this week, which is the, um, origin of Heartless. He's the main recurring villain so far in Tom Taylor's, um, Nightwing yeah, People are, like, freaking out over the twist of, like, who it is. Because he's nobody, though. Yeah, he's nobody. But, like, the story itself is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yo, Nightwing 87 or whatever, that side-scroller issue is, like, one of the coolest issues oh, of yeah. the comic. A lot ever. of people are, like, making it, like, a huge wall thing. Really cool. Like, oh I yeah. Ripped all the pages. Like I unstapled it and made it all really cool. I ripped all the pages and had someone make my own trade paperback. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, it's a thing. Um. Yeah, that would be fun to rip them all out and lay them on the floor. Mm-hmm. I guess you know what I mean. I just thought it was interesting. Was one like big scoop. Mm-hmm. It kind of took the idea, like Jamie McKelvey and Kieran Gillen did a little bit in the Young Avengers years ago. You know what I mean? And people have experimented with that idea of just having like a one take, you know, like do a one-er in comic book form. But that issue fucking blew my mind. And I was like, wow, I should read Nightwing, apparently. You know, I've never read a solo Nightwing run since. I haven't read a solo Dick Grayson run since uh grayson when he was like an agent of spiral or whatever you know written by tom king written yeah. by tom king tom yeah, king yeah and tom exactly. Taylor, like made nightwing like dope and yeah if like, you don't know it, I, mean, I like the Tim Seeley run but like a lot of people just like hate on nightwing for like no reason sometimes yeah do you know the um tagline for that book is it um get in line for grayson no for, i know right for grayson <laughs> no. no grayson's tagline was like if you don't know nightwing you don't know dick oh that's great <laughs> that's a good one. yeah yeah, they really play up uh, how hot Nightwing is too, which is. Oh, fun. they always talk about his butt. They always oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, they're like, "We hear you, Tumblr. We know. <laughs> we know what's up. We know you're still well, out Tom there." Tom Taylor Tumblr. is like all over Twitter and Instagram, so he knows what's up. 
Yeah, he knows. Like, oh, yeah. Bruno Redondo is like big with the fans, so he's like always talking to them. So like he accentuates his butt all the time. It's hilarious. I love that. Like it's damn near fucking. Everybody like, talks about Dick Grayson has the best butt in comics. <laughs> it's an exquisite butt. True. Bounce it's just a little butt. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. And then the final book for the week we are talking about just Society of America, written by uh, Jeff Johns and art by Mikhail uh, Janin. Mikhail Janin. Uh, this came out. Yeah, it came out this week. Yeah. What? Yeah. JSA came out this week. Yeah. On a fifth week? It's so weird. Because if it came out last week, there'd be like no number ones for DC to really sell this week. <laughs> True. Uh, but why did this one have it's to take the week. L? Well, because it's fifth week. That's why. Uh, I mean, I guess, it was well, going to be this or like another well. number one that came out last week from them instead. Yeah, I yeah. guess one book has to sell really well. Yeah, and J- that's what it is. JSA probably is. They're like, this won't sell a ton comparatively you know what i mean so let's put it out a a lot. yeah no shit it should but you know people are stupid that's how twitter hates about. jeff johns i oh yeah i'm not the biggest fan either but Ooh. i'm a huge fan i know you I are i love me some johns but that's because i like barry allen and hal jordan and he made them great again so he did he did <laughs> i love all this so this for me is fantastic it's a time travel story oh that's cool Ooh, it's a time travel murder story sorry Ooh, who got murdered uh, like every character in the book besides Huntress. Oh damn! Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of people die in the first issue. Okay. Okay. I think oh, uh, eight people die in the first issue. Eight? Nine people. That's like the whole team. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's cool, man. I'm into that. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's a murder mystery story. It's a time travel murder mystery story. It's really cool. Um, and for coming out in the fifth week, it also helps. It's also um a week where people spend the least amount on comics. Yeah, mm. um, when like this big number one, like this is the one comic you'll buy this week. The the one extra, the one you can have extra for. Because normally it's like, oh, I have two annuals and that's it. Yeah, and they cost a little bit extra, so you're like, oh. I have ex- well, they have normally you have a little bit extra money if you're yeah. like if your pull list is like for like thirty dollars a week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, I have two annuals, which is half of it. Fifteen bucks. So you're like, yeah, and splurge on JSA. Right, I can grab a JSA. So that's why. Here, a little splurge there. Exactly. So I like it. I love it. All right, can't wait to talk about more of it. Uh, when I do a JSA special eventually, well, I did one in the past, but I want to do a different one this next time. We did a Justice League. We did two JSA. Oh no, JSA! Cannot wait. I forgot. I haven't done a JSA episode. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Anything else you want to talk about real quick before we wrap the episode up? No. I got nothing, my man. Go check out the Guardians Holiday Special. It's fun. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It's adorable. Yeah, it totally rules. It's delightful. <laughs> it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. I am Groot. It's got the goods. <laughs> Guys, uh, John, tell the people where they can find you. I, again, am John from the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. We have new episodes coming out every. Sunday, we haven't actually gone to talk about the Guardian special yet. We beat beat you to it again. Yeah, I was very, very, very sick. So we're going to be doing that reason, but I eh, do always get you right before. Yeah, it's always the best. You do with Werewolf too, and um, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be doing Guardians. We're going to be doing uh, an episode on Andor. We have James Cameron's Avatar coming out. We're going to do our top uh, ten. 
top 10 of the year coming up uh so we have a lot of stuff that we're going to be kind of be vamping off of before the next marvel project so yep mcu beyond infinity podcast on all your podcast streaming providers thank you again guys yeah, oh it's a pleasure man john thanks for joining us sad we're not gonna have you on until like what's ant-man february march yeah, there's probably something that we don't know about we can, in between. I mean, once we can release all... those I Am Groot episodes, we'll do the rest of them. So we'll have oh my God. Also, <laughs> and also, not for nothing, we can always have John on for other stuff. So really yeah. But it's always good to have him on for something he's like passionate about and doesn't have a tar. Have like, a tar. 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 Uh, no, I've been joking about how our Avatar episode's really just going to be about Tar. Um, you should definitely do that. At least have like the, one of the one of the four, one out of the four hours be about. One it. of the four hours will yeah. be about Kate Blanchett in just, Armageddon just, time. The second hour will be about Tar, and then the last four will be about just remember Ray that, water. Everyone just remember that we have to make two billion dollars for it to be oh successful. God, it will too, because James Cameron says it will. I, it will. I want it to flop just because I want people to be like, "Oh man, this is like a huge risk." that they did and it failed because like sometimes it happens but at the same time i want it to be so successful that it lets uh hollywood studios go all right our tour is good luck yeah and that's what james cameron that's what cameron has always done apparently that's how he pitched the first avatar where like Mm -hmm. he walked into the fox offices he's like here's my script and they're like you're crazy we're not gonna do it and he's like you, you know it's a really nice office <laughs> no he's like it's a really nice office that uh titanic bought you here isn't it and like he said that to them and like, they're like oh, oh shit yeah. you're right he walks in and he drops dong yeah like you know about the uh the aliens pitch meeting right the the real pitch meeting for aliens do you guys know about this story just add an s no. to it and go here we go Yep, he walked into a room where they're like, we want to hear your idea for the Ridley Scott Alien sequel, and there's a dry erase board, and he writes the word alien, looks at everybody, puts an S on it, looks at everybody, and then turns the S into a dollar sign, and then just drops the dry erase marker on the floor and like walks out of the room. He's like, in the first movie there was one, how about more than one? Yeah, then he just turns it into a money sign and like pieces. (laughs) They're like, all right, I guess he's making this movie. Yeah. I guess yeah, that's how it goes down. Reason, I really hope it is successful, but at the same time, there's a small part of me that's like, flop, 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 flop. James flop. Cameron never flops, though. He never flops. I feel like that. Has he James never. Cameron nope. Flopped. Nope. Everything he's ever made is the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Even like True Lies did like really good. You know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It looks like the worst thing he ever did was the abyss. The abyss, yeah. But that's not abyss. even like that bad, though. Nope, nope. And it was <laughs> it was just a test run for the CGI for uh, Terminator Two. Oh Jesus! <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. While they ramble up, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, AndrewsComics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at Andrews underscore Comics, the podcast Instagram Andrews Amazing Podcast, and Twitter Andrews Amazing for up to date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and always share with a friend. Jump over to see John as he talks about all the MCU content you can handle and support your local comic shop and have a nice day. Guys, it's holiday season, so let's have a good time and wrap this season up this this year up on a bang. We have some cool stuff planned for the end of the year. Our year end wrap up coming up soon. And we have a couple cool filler episodes in between. So guys have fun. Come down to the store, buy some comics, and enjoy. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs>
Oh, God. 